This is The Culture. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cinema Wave podcast. My name is Mark Iacobino. I'll be one of your hosts today. I'm joined by my animation crew members here at Cinema Wave, Vinny Albano. Hello, hello, hello. And Mikey Pennison. Hello, everybody. Hi. And today we are talking about the global phenomenon, solo leveling, the anime adaptation that has recently premiered. We'll be talking about the first three episodes, which actually coincide perfectly with this beautiful volume we have here, volume one of solo leveling. Um, So I'll be talking about it from an adaptation standpoint, because I did read solo leveling last summer, really enjoyed it. And Vinny and Mikey are going to be bringing different perspectives. They have not read the Hmm. Mawa, and I don't think they're really familiar with the story at all beforehand. So I'm excited for this conversation. I think we'll have a lot of different viewpoints coming into it. So I just want to give some background into solo leveling for everyone, you guys and the audience at home listening or wherever you're watching. Um, So solo leveling was a Korean web novel originally titled Only I Leveled Up written by Chu Gong. There's going to be a lot of Korean names in this that we're all going to butcher, so I apologize in advance. (laughs) Um, It became really popular, the web novel, when it was adapted into a webtoon. Um, So as you can see from this artwork, the webtoon is super uh, vibrant, really great colors, and the webtoon was illustrated by Dubu, who unfortunately passed away last year, um, but his artwork will live on forever through solo leveling. Um, As I said, The artwork is so sleek, modern, and vibrant. It is really what made the story so popular. It is really carried by the artistic background of this story. So if you see the artwork from Solo Leveling, it's so um, unique. You'll know it right away. Um, So the reason that this anime adaptation was so anticipated was because people were looking for what were they going to do with this adaptation? Were they going to do this artwork justice? And... There's a lot of, you know, rumors and controversy and expectations that came into this uh, adaptation. So I'm going to go through those really quick. But the first thing I want to talk about is the studio that is going to have to take charge of this uh, this job to animate such a difficult source material that Solo Leveling is. And that is A1 Pictures. They are a prolific anime studio in Japan. Previous works from them are Sword Art Online, which is Pretty fitting because this is a video game type um, storyline. Love is War, one of the most popular and critically acclaimed romance animes out there. Your Lie in April, one of the saddest animes out there. And then one of my personal favorites, uh, 86. It's a futuristic war drama. Highly recommend if you have not seen it. 86 is fantastic. Um, So it's a great production studio. They have the talent to animate, but I know a lot of people are still waiting to see if they, they're up to the test. Um, but so far, so good with the first three episodes. And something that's going to be helping them out is the score. And the score is being done by the GOAT, one of my personal favorite artists in the world, Hiroyuki Sawano. He is a master at composing, and his previous works include Attack on Titan, 86, Seven Deadly Sins, and Blue Exorcist. Expect grand orchestral pieces from Hiroyuki. He has unorthodox sounds kind of laced in between them, which I think will be really cool with the video game aesthetic here. And he's also a master pianist. I think he will like really add a lot of sweeping piano pieces throughout this. I'm really looking forward to that as well. So with all that out of the way, I do want to talk about the final piece of the expectations coming into this anime, and that's the controversy around a Korean webtoon being Mm. adapted by a Japanese studio. 
There is some friction between the two countries, and the story itself has a geopolitical aspect to it on the grand stage. The original story is told from the Korean perspective on the world stage, and that's why all the characters have Korean names, obviously. Um, but there was some controversy that they might change the story to make it set in Japan, which upset a lot of people, and rightfully so. I think the fact that it is set in Korea is very important to the story, and we still haven't had any confirmation that it is set in Korea for through the first three episodes. So that's something I'm still kind of worried about moving forward, but I really hope that... Um, they do stick to the source material for the most part and, you know, keep the story set in Japan. Um, so we'll see. But that was a very long <laughs> intro. Hopefully you guys got uh, a little um, background into solo leveling. It is a worldwide phenomenon. I think it is one of the largest um, downloaded webtoons of all time. So, uh, yeah, I I'm excited for you guys to uh, experience the story as, as I have and, uh, Let's just jump into these first three episodes. What did you guys think to this introduction of, of solo leveling in the world that it's created? Yeah, so I guess let's start off. So solo leveling, um, I've not been exposed to the source material like you have. However, I know of just the, the sheer intensity of behind the popularity behind the series. I have many friends that read it when it was coming out week to week. Um, and these first three episodes, as an, as an outsider to the series, I feel, I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued, but I still feel as if my interest hasn't been grabbed quite mm. yet, quite yet. I feel like there's, uh, which obviously we're, we're setting up that there's a lot of potential within uh, Song Jin Woo, and that his character is going to grow, which I've heard he gets like the biggest glow up of all time. Sung Drip Woo. He, oh. has, he has an internet name, Sung Drip Woo. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. But as of right now, um, you know, I'm, I'm holding on. It's definitely holding my attention. But mm -hmm. as of right now, I just feel um, I feel like I, I can't really comment on, on much uh, yeah. per se uh, due to that, you know um the uh, if we want to kind of piggyback off of the whole korea japanese uh scenario sure i remember when they first announced this and i guess they changed it because i remember that when they announced the production that they changed the names mm. to japanese names and i was like okay i don't remember people being very mad about that um and then when I watched the episode, they all have Korean names. You know, he he's being called Sung Jin Woo. So I'm not sure what went happened or if they if they reacted to the um to the controversy and, mm -hmm. and maybe changed it or or maybe I was reading something wrong. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm excited for more, but as of right now, I feel like the, uh, nothing has quite exceeded to the point where i'm like wow this is incredibly original and i'm excited right there was a lot of hype that it had yeah. to live up to yeah. yes yeah of course yeah so. mikey how about you Man. so i'm coming at this uh coming into this from a different standpoint from both of you mm -hmm. um i um, am not experienced to the source material but i'm also not too experienced to the genre as a whole um, mm -hmm. i've seen a few animes not in its entirety um but i've seen a little bit so i you know i'm familiar with the genre um 
but even like those those are are i think the one a lot of the ones i've seen come from uh mangas and so yeah. you know having this be a am i saying it right mawa 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 oh, mawa yeah mawa. Co- korea mawa. is mawa i think it's um it's yeah it's like the korean equivalent to a manga in japan gotcha. mawa yeah gotcha. so still that's even another new thing for mm-hmm. me and it's so all of it is brand new to me nice um I uh coming into the show first watch I I really enjoyed it um granted again I don't really know too much to compare it to um but I was caught off guard by a few things um with this genre I didn't realize how dark this genre could be uh, like just yeah. how dark it yeah. can get yeah um, like the gore element mm-hmm. like um i i i'd seen a little bit um like i've seen a little bit of like attack and i've seen yeah um that's probably probably sadly that's probably like the most i could really say mm. confidently um sure. but uh again i was just taken back by how real and like gruesome and they don't hold back at all on a lot of things and so i love that element especially to know that it was an art you know an art style having it all be like this but then the story itself too like you guys you you touched on a great intro by the way, but oh, you, thank you, thank you. but you you touched on like a, a lot of the things that we have been seeing, and I don't know. I feel like it supports it all. The music, mm-hmm. um, in this, I I definitely think helps. Um, again, I I I, I'm, I can't stress that I'm, I'm so new to this, um, uh, enough. But I uh, I I even feel like certain things that they're doing as far as the story, um that really have like that have just like me super intrigued like the whole computer element like mm, things like that mm, i don't yeah. know if tech is usually sort of like a, a a typical sort of story that you'll see in a lot of these productions and um and, and animes but i don't know something about it that it's just so like futuristic and yeah. you know it's like it's it's i don't know this i could see how this is probably different than than others for sure and, yeah. um mm-hmm. for it to being an introduction to to it um as kind of a whole mm-hmm. um i'm i'm really impressed by it um yeah. and uh i am also really impressed by the colors in mm. this for sure um yeah. i didn't i again i didn't know the source material coming into this um so have you having it here is really awesome to see and seeing that yeah. it's just as vibrant mm. as a lot of the colors that we were seeing in the production you know it's that's really cool to see Especially also hearing that, you know, like a lot of these are typically black and white. So like having all of these elements, especially just being new to it, it's really it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, again, also just kind of going back to the story, the story, I um, I really resonate a lot with Jinwoo. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I don't know, it's something about like being in this world full of, mm-hmm. of everybody with not everybody with abilities, but kind of just like being like this guy that's constantly tried to prove himself countless times and is now finally getting like this opportunity um i don't know it's just something about it's a cool way to see the hero's journey and which i'm realizing is probably a common thing for a lot of these characters in a lot of these these productions Mm -hmm. um that that was a rant i enjoyed it no no it's good (laughs) yeah no i i totally agree i think sung jun Woo. i think it's it's really interesting that he's a He's a low-level hunter. He's the lowest. He's the weakest um, hunter in the world. So he's 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 looked down upon by the people he's supposed to be equals with. But he's supposed to be 
more special than a regular human. And so he, he toes this line where he's not like impressive as a human, but he's not impressive as a hunter either. So he's just living in this kind of middle ground where he's just like, he's not accepted by either side, which, which sucks. And you know, he's, he's only doing it to try and pay for his mother. So it's like his, he's, he's in this life for her and he's struggling every day just to get by. And most of the time he doesn't get by like UVC scenes where he goes into these dungeons and he doesn't even get a cut. Like he just goes and risks his life and he doesn't even get a cut of the, uh, I think they're called mana shards. I forget what they're called, but um, yeah, I'm a really good fan of solo leveling. I don't even know what it's called. Um, but yeah, so I, I really like that you brought up him and, and I am excited to talk about him in these first couple episodes. And I'm glad you brought up the gore because that was something that I noticed. And I would say that this is, surprisingly one of the more gory anime I've, I've actually seen. I really do believe that because I think a lot of other anime like Attack on Titan, like you said, the gore in it is usually stylized or it's used for a purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like here, and sometimes they even like block out like excessive gore, but here I feel like mm-hmm. they really push into it. I mean, there's scenes where people are getting cut in half and you see the entire process of them being cut in half or you see you know, the opening scene is literally someone getting eaten alive by ants like that. I mean, that was intense. And and that took me back. I mean, the Mawa is for sure gory. But um, I did want to ask you guys about that. Mm. So thank you for reading my mind, Mikey. What did you think of the gore in this, Vinny? As someone that's seen a lot of anime, what did you think of the gore usage here? Do you think it elevated the story? Do you think it contributed to what they were trying to do? Or do you think it was maybe over excessive um all right so I, i'm be honest here go for it <laughs> i think i'm desensitized i think i think i'm just uh, i've seen so much anime and um the gore to me was like oh but it didn't like strike me as something like extreme fair um so i i mean i thought it was I don't know if cool would be the, <laughs> the right word to describe it, but I thought that it was appropriate because for that scene, the Statue yeah. of God scene, yeah. that was probably the best scene in these three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows you how really intense that this world can, like the, the, the things in this world and how intense they really can get. Mm-hmm. So right from the bat, they are establishing some really high stakes here, which I love. Sure. I love that it's just all out, like, and people are getting chopped in half. Yeah. Um, I think that I don't think it was too gory. I don't think it was too excessive at all. Um, I think that I think it was just I think it was fine. I think yeah. it was honestly a perfect amount, and I think that they uh, incorporated in a in a in a good way, like I've said, to establish the stakes. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that the scene where, and we are talking about spoilers, I'm assuming. Yes, yes, we're, we're going into spoilers. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So the scene where uh, Sung Jin Woo is literally getting caught up. Just, yes. He's yeah. the last one there, and they're, they're, <laughs> there's an amazing cut that is key animated by uh, Satoru Shina, uh, Shinrachi. I believe that's if I butchered his name, I apologize. Uh, but uh, so uh, Taro here, um, he animates that scene where the statues like stab him and they like lift him up and like blood is dripping everywhere. It's coming out of his eye sockets and he like they slam him onto the altar. Hmm. Um, I thought that was so intense and real. 
Yeah. Uh, I that's what really intrigued me. That's like okay, this is this now. I'm excited to see where it comes, like where it, it will get to in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, oh my god, I forgot my train of thought. But that's anyhow, right. yeah. Uh, basically, the point I was trying to make was uh, I th- I don't think the gore um like took away from anything i think Mm -hmm. it was i think we complimented it actually quite well yeah 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 and um so i just want to give my like thoughts on the first three episodes really quick um just from like an adaptation standpoint like how did they do adapting it i thought it overall like i i did enjoy how they adapted it because they added a lot of scenes and they reordered scenes here um because originally in the first volume it's really just the dungeon, like the whole dungeon, it's all from Jin Wu's perspective, but we see cutaways to his mom, his sister, some other characters that we see are going to be more important later on in the story, like the S-rank hunter that um, saves the girl's mm-hmm. purse from that guy on the motorcycle. Like she isn't introduced until later into the Mawa, but here we're seeing her front and center. So I do like that they're introducing characters um, and of course, introducing the world. Like we have some of the mm-hmm. conversations with the chairman explaining, you know, how the world works. So I think from an adaptation, um, Sam, am I saying it? Am I saying that wrong? Adapt adaptation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I keep saying it so much. It sounds wrong. You ever do that? <laughs> um, yeah. So I think from that perspective, I think they've done a really good job. I think in some cases they over explain things. I wish they let the audience kind of get things, but that's just kind of an anime thing. Welcome Mikey. Sometimes they just love exposition and they're just like, here's the exposition three times. So you really get it. <laughs> um, so get ready for more of that. Um, but yeah, I think I think I, I enjoyed it. I like um, Sung Jim Wo. I like that mm-hmm. they've made his character, you know, someone that you empathize with, but he's not like, again, a goody two shoes. Like he has his own ambitions, even if they are like really for the good of people. But we see like when he is on the, the doorsteps of death, like he's like, why do I? why did I do this? Like, why, why do yeah. I feel like I need to die? Like what that, like, no, I got stuff to live for too. So I, I thought that was great um, for him. And yeah, so I think we can jump right into kind of the events of these couple episodes. I do want to ask you guys before I jump in, are you guys video game people? Like do these like RPG elements kind of mm. speak to you guys as video game people? Because that's another thing that people really like got drawn to here was like, it, it feels like you're watching someone literally go through a video game and they're like, it's kind of like a power fantasy for you. Like, oh, that'd be so cool if I could literally like level up and give myself more strength and get like gear from this godlike figure. Yeah. What Do you guys play a lot of video games? What did you think of that aspect, Mikey? Uh, I I don't game a lot. I uh, I game a little bit. Um, yeah. And so I am you know familiar with a lot of that aspect and that sort of that look. Um and I, I, again, I really appreciated it. Um, I, uh, I think it's always cool um, just to, to see, I feel like tech be integrated in like a cool sort of like, I don't want to say Black Mirror sort of ish way, kind but of, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like real life, be implemented into the real life, like real life world like that. And then like the fact that, you know, um, he, he can then benefit from it um, and level up on, in like the real world from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that process, I think, is just is really interesting. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really cool what you have to say. Yeah, so I I wouldn't say I'm particularly like an anime ge- or sorry. I am, <laughs> Are I'm, you an anime guy? I'm, an, I'm definitely an anime guy. Um, I wouldn't particularly say that. I'm, I'm not like, like I love video games and mm-hmm. video games 
like you know some of these pieces of uh media that came from the video game industry have changed my life mm. uh but i'm not like a gamer yeah uh, i don't really typically play a lot uh i'm more into what we're here doing now you know in my free time i i, I watch a movie tv show anime yeah rather than uh sit down and play however um there are uh, like I mentioned, games that are significant parts of my life, mm -hmm. uh, particularly RPG games. Yeah, uh, Fallout yeah. New Vegas is like my favorite game of all time. <laughs> I love RPGs, and I'm also um, I'm a dungeon master. Uh, I I DM like this huge. I've been a DM for about three or four years now, and the current campaign we're doing has been going weekly for two years now oh my god so i love D D. yeah and D is very much like here and in rp you know it's a role-playing game so you have like your ability scores and although in D D you don't level up like sung jin woo here yeah. like, he just does like 100 push-ups and oh put it all in strength <laughs> you know in D D it takes a very long time you know i think it's every like fourth or eighth level you get a chance to get an ability score uh you know improvement mm. um but the, the same concept applies there and i do like that idea of like uh character customization that's why i love rpgs and that is definitely the most fascinating part about solo leveling because it's taking in a lot of other uh animes and particularly like isekai animes you know uh, a sword art online for example or other isekais where the characters are transported to a separate realm and then they kind of play a character in this separate realm but what i like about solo leveling is that you're taking that separate realm and the real realm and you're combining them mm. so now instead of like kirito from sword art online you know putting on his vr and transporting into this virtual uh reality character those elements are now in the real world yeah. like the world we live in which i thought was really unique and that's yeah. what it really drew on me is now you're bringing um those rpg elements to the real world and, and i uh essentially uh kind of wrapping what i'm trying to say here up in a bow um <laughs> You know, like you mentioned, like people like the idea of like almost like a power fantasy of like leveling up yourself, like your mm -hmm. own character, um, which is what solo leveling, I think, is its greatest strength because, you know, you like I mentioned, you're you're taking these tropes in a lot of like isekai uh, media, but like you're a little just a little bit a little of a twist, twist to it mm -hmm. to where it feels unique. And it's like, oh, OK, so yeah yeah no it's definitely yeah it's definitely an isekai uh like you said um and i like how, how you put it that his world's kind of colliding instead of going to the other world the, the other world is brought to you and, yeah. and how those worlds interact through these portals open these dungeons opening is is really cool so yeah let's let's jump in uh again you know the opening scene i think is really important for not only 
you know, solo leveling fans, but also for for newcomers because you know it's a it's an action sequence mm. with the, with these ants, and you know a lot of us were like, okay, this action better be sweet because the series is only going to get bigger, bigger, bigger with action. Um, and I thought this opening sequence with the S rank hunters fighting these ants was so cool. Mm. Um, I love that there was no CGI. That's so important. Like yeah. CGI, I think will be very diff. Like I feel like a lot of people were worried that this show would have a lot of CGI because there are so many elements so many big characters in it but i think this opening scene was so smooth i loved the teamwork of the two characters um and and you know the lightning attack and it was just like a really good cut and i, I loved yeah. it so i was like okay all right we're good start okay good start yeah. um and, and again this is setting up something bigger this ant island that they show mm. in the beginning so it is setting up something bigger okay. and that's why they put it at the forefront so uh just wanted to to call that out do you guys have any real thoughts about that yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, I just actually really wanted a, a comment on that because uh, that was one of my favorite cuts of animation mm. in these three episodes. Uh, Takashi Tori, key animator here, did this like 50 second cut with uh, the lightning attack and you have these... I, ooh, this is like probably, <laughs> this is probably my favorite cut in the three episodes we've seen um, where it's like ooh, the camera's like dollying. It's very snappy. It's very nice camera dollies uh forward like it's low on the ground and characters are like blitzing mm -hmm. around to attack this ant uh really awesome and i was actually gonna ask if i hope we see more yes. of this again because yes. these s-ring hunters were like this was this is dope this yeah. is really cool <laughs> and i was like i want to see these characters again so. yeah the best way i can describe it is like we're still in the opening area of the game world. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't mean that literally. Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah. our character is still very low level. So we're going to see very low level things. But then as you get up, you'll get mm. S ranks and crazier, crazier stuff. So, yeah. um, but it's nice that they gave a little, little taste, a little appetizer for, like, you guys to see that. And, yes, yeah. the ants will definitely be coming back into play um, in, in the future. So, yeah, Mikey, anything on, on this opening sequence? I, I mean, I definitely thought that the opening sequence was was awesome. <laughs> you yeah, know, visually, yeah. I think it was awesome. Um, I, I think it definitely set um, a, a stake as far as what what true, I guess. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like the greats, I guess you could say to a degree. Mm. Um, and um, it was it was it was cool to to be thrown quickly right into it that's what i appreciate yeah like it wasn't like we kind of like it started with us just slowly getting to meet and we we're like oh okay we feel bad for this guy. <laughs> you know it's and it, it just it, it right off the bat it, it, it throw it threw us into it and so mm -hmm. i appreciated that mm -hmm. you know i think that following it oh, there were a little bit more things that kind of hit harder with for me um yeah. but again just a cool perfect way to end just started I, I agree i think so yeah yeah th yeah that's a good way to put it uh because yeah like you said the the uh light novel or the webtoon does start with just like jim move just showing up to this dungeon that appears like i'm <laughs> yeah. the weakest hunter yeah. <laughs> i'm ready for he has his lunch pail and he's like all right ready to go in this dungeon um so yeah let's let's just jump into the dungeon we don't have to go scene by scene but what did you guys think of the the evolution of this dungeon sequence? You know, getting introduced to what dungeons are, these uh, low-level kind of fights, and then like a boss is at the end of the dungeon, very much like video game mission-like. What did you guys think of that evolution of them going into the dungeon, having like classes, you know, you have your healer, you have your warriors, you have your like protectors, your shield guys, 
and then like the what anticipation did you get when they stepped into this just like new dungeon like whoa what's going on here what what, what was your kind of thought process just as someone as people just experiencing it for the first time hmm. mikey do you want to take this yeah do you have anything to do? um i want to formulate my thoughts for okay all right yeah. I got you. yeah um so uh being in the dungeon um yeah. I, it it's it's so funny because like obviously the, this game is really very much built off of the the video game theme um mm. but watching it like play out it felt like playing a video game you know it really did feel like you know going through these different stages and stuff like that i feel like i i i appreciate it um also the the quest basically portion of it getting to where they needed to um just because it not only sort of again set a precedent as far as the risks and the mm -hmm. things that could happen and like mm -hmm. down to like down to like even like a a, a booby trap you know right I, you know what i'm saying yeah. like like those things and it then like seeing the one by one them get picked off too <laughs> by yeah. such things and, and until they get to a certain place and uh, i don't know i just felt like that was really that was just really I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. It made for. it real. Like, it's it, not a video yeah. game. Like, it is real. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they're, they're so confident going into the dungeon. Mm -hmm. They're so confident going into the dungeon that, like, they're like, oh, we'll just take care of this. And then they actually start dying. And, like, a healer can't save them. And you could tell, like, they're used to healers, like, saving them from mortal injuries. But they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, that person actually just died. And then yeah. it's just like, it, yeah, it's like yeah. a shock for yeah. them because you could just tell that this was just another day for them. All right, we're clearing a D-ranked dungeon. No problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. what's going on? Yeah. In oh, boy, what's going on <laughs> here? <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah no, that, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Vinny, have you formulated your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I apologize about no, that. No, I, no, um, worries. no worries. So I think what I like about going into the the room of the statue of God and and having that little scene yeah. is uh, it reminded me a lot of you know going back to D and D. That's like some shit I throw at my players, <laughs> like especially with the commandments mm. and like the. I forget what order it was, but it was like faith, uh, faith in God was third, second in God was... Pray, it was like praise God. And, oh, uh, oh, Mikey's got it. <laughs> oh, I love that part that much. Yeah, yeah, the commandments, yeah. But uh, I I really loved that aspect of like, it felt like a puzzle. Exactly. Uh, and like you mentioned now, our characters who are, you know, they think this is a D-level a D dungeon, oh, it's easy peasy. But now they're forced to think with their head and not just with their brute strength. And that's where I think Sung Jin Woo, like, his strength comes from. And I hope they explore this later on of, like, his fast uh, ability to come up with solutions like that. Like, he knew from the very, <laughs> like, he knew what the puzzle was and he knew the answer. I, I hope that we don't lose that attribute of his character later on. Mm -hmm. Like we see him in episode uh, two uh, or in episode three, like he's gaining his points and he, he's putting it all on strength and he's probably going to get really yoked and, and really strong. Um, but I also don't want him to lose his intellectual aspect. Right. To it. But that's what I really liked. I liked how it felt like it felt like a puzzle. Like I mentioned uh, that I throw at my D and D players mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you got to think with your brain, but you're also like trying to out combat the statues that are attacking you. Yeah. 
and it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, and and it does introduce, um, you know, like the the looting aspect of it. Like you see, like they beat the main boss. Uh, the, the the what they think is the main boss and they're yeah. collecting all the loot and they're like oh you get this you get this and jinwoo's just got the one little shard or like little crystal that he can take out of the dungeon and um hmm. I, I it that's another thing that like it introduces like they take stuff out of the dungeons and you see the chairman's room like there's um he has like a trophy case with all these different like loot things oh, like yeah. swords and like different crystals that are worth different amounts of money and you know jinwoo's mom is like being kept alive by that crystal that was from a dungeon so um it you know it's very much like introducing the idea that all of these items in the dungeons are valuable to the outside world and then you get some political intrigue about like how does that how does that work and all that so yeah for me obviously i i knew about the double dungeon um but i i love how they animated this again huge figures but no cgi which was so oh, yeah. which is really impressive for me usually when you have those things you expect cgi yeah, but yeah. um i absolutely love the way they animated this the particle and color effects with the lighting in the room with the flames yeah. is awesome and then we get the iconic i don't know if you were ever going to see a panel from soul leveling it would be the iconic creepy smile from the statue when he's like when it's staring and then it just like at the mouth is just blank and then it goes and it's like a joker smile that's the most iconic uh soul leveling panel um and i thought they they did it justice so yeah i really i really enjoyed you know the evolution here um just as someone that knows how it goes um and then the bloodbath starts so yeah. you guys mike you talked about the commandments do you want to kind of talk about what you really liked about the whole commandments piece and then just as people started going down like how are we gonna figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so I I really loved the the commandment portion of it. Um, I have it right here because I actually wrote it down word for word when they said it. Nice. <laughs> um, they say uh, first revere God, second praise God, third prove your faith to God. Those who do not follow these laws will not leave here alive. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just thought that that's like this whole thing is like full of tests. And I feel like especially with Jin Wu's character, I feel like like a big portion of him is uh, a bit yeah a big part of him is that he's so willing to do a lot of this you know it's like he realizes that he might end up in like the position that he's at but he's so willing and then like how you brought it before too how he had the ideas um i don't know i feel like that all kind of plays into obviously i mean it's his he's the main character but yeah. like, <laughs> but like i i feel like all of that and like everything that kind of makes his character i feel like really will play into the fact that now he is given these tests to to be able to to level up and everything like that mm -hmm. just to going to that point but as far as the commandments um i love that i just thought that it was in in that regard a test for all of them um and them just having to now figure it out through them with all of this but knowing that like their deaths are at are on the line as well yeah. and while actively watching them all get killed i don't know there was like a whole there was like a stressful element to it that I just I, I loved mm -hmm. um, uh, coming also coming from um, I, I come from a religious background. And so like yeah. the way that they kind of like threw that the commandment into there like that. And I, I, I like how th they built it with, you know, like these are correct. What's the uh, the correct term for these these statues? I forget what if, was their term. I don't know. I don't uh, think they gave them any terms in this one okay no. no um uh whatever they um what's it called the instruments you're talking about like the instrument statues or you're talking about the like the statues with weapons 
I guess all of it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all the all the statues. Right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I, I I felt like coming coming from that that sort of uh, religious background, the fact that it was the test was in like an an obedience sort mm-hmm. of way too. I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know. It's like weird. It's like it's like playing into religion like mm-hmm. like in a warped way but not a warped way because it's also kind of religion to that yeah. degree well like, it's like a know? it's a it's a dark it's like a dark religion because mm-hmm. it's it's taking the idea of god and literally like smiting people that don't follow his yeah. commandments and i that's a very medieval way of thinking about god but this yeah. is in a modern age so they're all mm-hmm. like what oh like the priest guy he's like oh i know a couple prayers and he goes to do the prayer and he's literally praying and he, he gets stepped and he on still, yes. like it's a it's a very twisted like you said it's a very twisted view of religion and god mm-hmm. a very medieval view of religion and god so yeah but, it's a good thing to bring up but i do feel like a lot of it is playing into like these people's their morals like how you brought up yeah. how like like he thought to go ahead and just start praising him but like and i wrote that down in my notes like how much of that is him actually then obeying and how much of that is him thinking oh i gotta do what i do to save my life and how much is that then like yeah like selfish you know know yeah true so it's like i i wonder how much all of this will play into a lot of what else is going on Mm. around them and so i love i love the commandments yeah yeah yeah, very cool that's actually some really great insight that like i didn't fully get so that that was good that was that was good that you pointed that out thank you thank you for that. <laughs> thank, thank you, you. <laughs> oh yeah of course cool. my uh my favorite part of this is of course having to do with hiroyuki suwano of course uh, my favorite he, i think he was number two on my spotify rap this year he yeah. might have been number like three last year he's he's the best he's the goat he's, he's so literally good. if you if even if you don't watch attack on titan his yeah. you've probably heard his scores on whatever uh social media you're, you're on um but my favorite part of this is when they all had to go to the statues and they each started playing a, 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 an instrument. And I love how it was in, it was in universe. Yeah. They started playing the instruments one by one. And then when Sung Jim Woo gets to the voice one, everything rises together into an or an orchestral piece. And it, you're like, is that happening in the universe or is yeah. that Suwano in the background? I love how they blended that. That was my favorite yeah. part, probably of all three episodes. Mm. Vinny, you got something to say? No, I just wanted to. Uh, I, I saw Vinny I, like hyping me up as I was oh, going. Yeah. I just wanted to like uh, just quickly comment. Yeah, no, that was that was awesome because I forgot about it until you just reminded me, um, and I was like, it was it was awesome. We're like literally the voice of that statue then goes right into it and it's like and yeah it's just epic it's just epic that's the best way i can describe it yeah i love when you can i love when you blend the music and the story so seamlessly where it's this it's this the same thing it's all one thing it's not just like a score underscoring a scene it's the scene and the score are one in the same so that was definitely my my favorite part of this and um yeah i guess we can get to the the end part of this double dungeon where they're all kind of in the circle and all of the flames mm. represent a person and what is wait we're good we're good I'll just go back I'll just start again there we got a camera die oh that sucks oh, damn. <coughs>
<laughs> Are they like rechargeable? Like, or is, oh, okay. It's annoying because like the camera's on me, but I'm gonna say we have we had technical difficulties and it wasn't even the camera that was on me that uh, cut away. <laughs> so they're gonna be like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> this is black because your jacket's black. I was like, "What?" Oh no! <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Camera one's gone. <laughs> All right, so getting to the end of the double dungeon, we get to the, the piece where the flames are all representing one person and they all run to the middle. And Sun Jin Woo is like, essentially, you know, someone's got to sacrifice themselves. Like the mm -hmm. flames will keep dying out, but selfishly, if you leave, the door's going to stay open. But one person has to stay and, you know, give credit to the leader of the group. He's like, I'll stay. Like you guys have a lot to live for. Mm -hmm. And Sun Jin Woo, something in him makes him say like oh no i'll stay like i should be the one to die and again as people that watch anime or not we're like oh yeah you know main protagonist giving himself up but i guess we just kind of get lulled into that and, and then in the end he kind of realizes like why did i do that like what <laughs> like i should have just taken that like that was clear logic this guy just lost an arm i'm young this girl's young i have a mom that's sick i was just like why did i do that so i, I like that um piece of his character here uh what did you guys think of, of this this aspect of it um and just the the last puzzle essentially being mm. like you can leave but you're gonna screw everyone else yeah so th that is something i want to be uh explored upon more mm. you know i've i've heard a lot of people like sung Mu in the mamwa is one of their favorite protagonists of all time so what makes him so special mm -hmm. um and i feel like that gray morality and like that uh conflicting nature within oneself can add so much to this because like hypothetically let's say he becomes you know he's ranked number one in uh in in this world right and he yeah. like he puts all his points into strength <laughs> he, you know he min maxes everything of course right <laughs> um and then he's at the top and then with that strength, what if he chooses like, hey, I want to do something selfish, mm. you know, um, which would add so much tension, would add so much, uh, I think, uh, complexity and, and compelling nature to the series. So mm -hmm. um, as of right now, I, I can't really comment too much on it, but yeah. I think we're getting these little breadcrumbs that I hope are expanded on. Even, sure. even in the little slightest of ways, you know. Yeah. How about you, Mikey? Yeah. This last test, <laughs> what did you think? Yeah. I thought that, um, I don't know, I, th I felt like in that last test, it still provided a little bit of 
that human side, I guess you could say, just because I know that there is like this whole like human versus like the, the hunter, you know, like just normal human, right. I guess you should say. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, or versus a hunter. And so it provided that element to it. Um, it, it provided a, just a real sort of element, like, 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 oh, shit, why did I, why did I do this? So, like, <laughs> but like, so it was, it was nice to appreciate that. Um, but again, um, I really like, I don't, like I said before with like that whole like moral, like do acting on things, whether you're selfish or stuff like that, like you said too, I don't know. I feel like that is, that may be like a theme hmm. here. Um, and so now having it cut back to that sort of selfishness again, um, I can, I also see that maybe being a, like something that we're gonna explore more, yeah. um, is, whether it is with his own now leveling up journey, um, or if it is with everybody in this show, yeah. Um, but that moment, um, you know, I I appreciated the last test mm-hmm. for the, the the human real shit sort of yeah. <laughs> side of yeah. it, um, and it I will also say considering what came after, um, it was it was nice to have that sort of freak out beat that sort of like oh snap like why did i do this da, 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 da. let me like like right before like the whole like how they say like right before you die you like see like, your right. life flash before mm. your eyes like that sort of moment thinking that this is going to be the end mm. um for those who didn't know obviously i like i this again this is i'm new to this all so like i didn't know where they were going with it and so when it came up the last message in the end it was a cool beat to kind of contrast what we had just which we just saw you know him freaking out yeah and so i I thought it was cool i thought it was cool. yeah i do wish one of my biggest uh it's not really a criticism but i really wish they just premiered the first two episodes together because i think Mm -hmm. the ending of this second episode was the hook like that that should have been the first week ending and that's what i thought they would try to do um because you know having your main character die at the end of the your premiere would be like oh shit it's a very attack on titan thing to do (laughs) like like obviously so um i really wish they did that from from an adaptation standpoint but again i think they they did all of this very well and for people that aren't uh privy to solo leveling you're Mm. like oh shit like what like oh wow and then the little screen pops up like do you want to come back alive like if you don't answer in point zero two seconds your your heartbeat will stop so mm-hmm. um yeah it's it i mean it sets up uh, all of this this really exciting stuff and um i just want to again like as someone that read the the mawa i think this conversation you guys are having about like selfishness and selflessness is mm. is really prevalent throughout the story and i guess i i, I kind of glossed over it but i do think like as as you guys watch and as i watch now i'm going to be looking at it through that lens of like are you know governments doing it are people individuals doing it for selfish or selfish reasons even if it looks on the outside like a selfless reason is it really is it really self-serving and at the core of it so i think that's really interesting that you guys Mm -hmm. um kind of brought that up so then we move into episode three you know after we get the the gory blood fest and the blood curdling screams (laughs) of sung jim woo what what did you guys think? Because this is kind of like the the big change now. Like he's alive again. Like what did you guys think seeing episode three? Like oh he's he's okay in in a bed. <laughs> what did you guys think? Um, personally, uh, I kind of like I I wasn't familiar with the source material, but um, like I was familiar with it to the point where like I knew that yeah. was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like I said, like, you know, they're setting up these breadcrumbs and now it's making me wonder, like, what 
exactly he is now signed on to and why mm. why is it that the sacrifice at the statue of god is given that opportunity you know what i mean like like there's a lot of questions now arising yeah you know and and, and what is the true prevalence of this because like he says like the video game-esque ui that kind of like pops up no one else can see mm -hmm. so um, I'm excited. What if there's other people like him that were a sacrifice to a statue of God or something akin? Mm -hmm. um, or what if people find out that he's now kind of found this new magic system within the world and then they try to capitalize on that or they try to capitalize on him, you mm -hmm. know, or try to take advantage of him in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. So it, it just it's it's setting up a lot of questions. Uh, as of right now, which I I hope they 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 uh, they explore upon. I don't know how many episodes this first season is, but apparently it's been reported to be twelve, which I think a lot of people okay. might be disappointed in. But I'm actually very happy that it's only twelve because mm -hmm. it means that they can pour their hearts and souls into these twelve yeah. episodes, and it it almost guarantees that the animation quality will be up to the standard that it needs to be to tell this this action packed story. I think if you had like a Jujutsu Kaisen level 24 episode season. I think it'd be very difficult to achieve that. So I actually like that it'll be 12. Uh, I'm hoping they get to, you know, an important story beat to end it on where it doesn't feel like Chainsaw Man where the first season is like really good, but it's like that. I don't feel like that was enough. Um, so yeah, right now it's reported to be to be 12 so okay. far. Okay. All right. So I, I think that maybe we're, we're, I don't know if we're going to get the answers as of mm -hmm. yet, but you know maybe a little bit more set up um yeah it's really just uh questions as of right now but yeah what about you mikey i um episode three um i i don't i don't really have too much to say um it was cool to now see him out the world there were a few things that i really appreciated um with with episode three um it was really cool like i said mm -hmm. to see him outside now the world and see these abilities uh come into play yeah um how he is able to like kind of like be taken out of certain times and be thrown into other times and like mm. um another moment that i really appreciated was um uh there was this moment where he was in the hospital room with his mom mm. um i, I thought oh, his sister his, his sister, sister. sister yeah his sister, sister comes sister. in yep yes um and um but was did they ever i i'm I mean, I don't think I'm mixing this up. Did they ever cut back to the mom though in her bed? He, oh yeah, he was in the room. It was like a really quick cut. He was sitting by her bedside. You're right. Got yes. You. Okay. Um, I don't know. Some there was something about that just because prior to this we hadn't seen too much interaction, and that's still not too much mm -hmm. interaction between yeah. that. But I still think that that's an important part of this story. Um, yeah. That will play into his character. Um, moving forward, so it was kind of nice just to kind of see that to a degree see him that 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 sort of beat moment where we to, to remind us that this is kind of like another supporting factor in mm -hmm. his journey i mm -hmm. guess you could say mm -hmm. um but aside from that i don't know i just feel like episode three um it was it was just it was cool knowing that now like he is in his own little like his own little boat his own little category mm -hmm. like obviously like he can now level up and get to where he wants to do um get to where he wants to go i mean um but like yeah it, it's just it's, you know it's it's cool i know that we probably haven't seen nearly as much as what he can really do and everything with it um i think it was a cool introduction in terms yeah. of slowly bringing us 
um, into the, this now world that he's living. Um, mm. I still think that a lot of what's going on still plays true to in episode two. There were like a lot of religious connotations, mm. Loki. Mm. Um, and this is like a wild, wild analogy yeah. to be comparing <laughs> it. it. Do but it. like the fact that like he um isn't as selfish as most and that he was willing to be this living sacrifice for these godly i kind of like the connected to jesus a little yeah. bit i don't know you know what i'm saying like like no, i hear you say like and a messiah like, it's, a messiah yeah. it's a very like, chosen one-esque exactly yeah. chosen one that's the word i'm looking yeah. for yes so it's like I don't know, it comes in with that selfishness mm. that I'm now seeing, like, oh, okay, maybe, like, they're now playing into, like, he is now the chosen one, and yeah. he will, will kind of bump up with it. Um, and would you believe, on a quick Google search, what do you think the most prominent religion in Korea is? No, uh, is it Protestant, 45%, and 18% Roman Catholic. Wow. Hmm. So there's okay. a very large percentage of believers in in christ nice. in korea so wow, that's a good pickup mikey <laughs> that's a good pickup <laughs> oh, all right all yeah right. i can see that then I nice see. i don't know I, I just i appreciated though episode three as just a kind of kid start into yeah it's now. very much the first step into the into the world like you had the inciting incident and now you have like the first step um yeah uh episode three was definitely an extension of the source material. I think the source material was much more tight, but this one, I think they stretched out a bit more. So that's why I think you guys don't have too much to talk about it because you yeah. can sense that it was a bit kind of filled in in some places. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I like how it, you know, it ends him going into this, like he has this secret quest. Like he mm -hmm. goes into this rail, um, the subway station and he, the girl walks past him. He's like, oh, I'm in like a different world. So it's, yeah. it's outside of the random dungeons that appear and they, have roadblocks for like this one is completely for him which is yeah. you know leave some breadcrumbs for you guys but yeah this is definitely like the like all right we're in now like this is like episode three on or episode four on now it's like we're we're, we're on for the ride so yeah yeah i uh i, I enjoyed i've enjoyed these first three episodes I, i'm more excited to kind of get into what makes soul leveling great which is you know the next part of the story yeah so uh uh, on a different topic, yeah. On a different topic, kind of swaying into some other thoughts here. Uh, I wanted to talk about the voice acting. Mm. Uh, Taito Ban, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, or if it's Taito Ban, I'm not sure. However, he's the guy who voice acts uh, Sung Jin Woo. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a news that came out that he, on episode two, was coughing up blood. Because of how intense he was oh going, so I'm assuming that was when he was doing the whole. You know, he's getting slashed to pieces. But this is one criticism because I heard that news before I watched episode two, mm -hmm. so I was expecting like crazy, like you know. However, in episode two, his screams and his curdles and all of that, they like definite they like almost like a low pass filter it like drowned it out uh while he has like a voiceover on top mm. i i don't know if you would particularly call this uh criticism or or what but i almost wish we heard more of that because after hearing the news i was like what like i want to hear some crazy voice acting and and don't get me wrong what you do here is it's is great but 
uh the production side of it kind of dims it out yeah. and drowns it out with like other ambience so do you guys think that i don't know if you guys picked up on that or not or do you think that that could have been like missed potential there to like amplify the scene even further than how it intense it already was or yeah i mean i think i did notice that you know it was kind of deafened behind the you know the the um statues and, and yeah. some of the music um i don't think it it really hit me that much because <laughs> I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of like blood curdling screams like that yeah. so like they would kind of off put me um but yeah i don't have any strong feelings about the that uh, i did i did hear about like the the coughing up blood which is like uh, it's insane the voice mm. acting talent and what they put on the line for this it's crazy um but yeah no no strong feelings on mm. that um how about you mikey um nothing like crazy strong um i do though hearing that i wish as well that they kind of poured a little bit more into that i don't know yeah. i feel like that would have been the moment to do mm -hmm. something like that yeah. just because it, you know like it, if he was being slashed up then like yeah that's how he's yeah. being slashed up but yeah. like again it wasn't anything like too off-putting to the point where i was like like it stood out to me yeah um yeah. but now that you're saying it and i think about it i'm like oh, okay i do remember that and i do wish they did it wasn't like I, it, no problems mm. with how they did it i just wish they did yeah. do something like yeah. that you know what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. right it's not like uh like a big criticism it's <laughs> yeah. almost just like, there's like just something like uh like almost like a what if, like an yeah. alternate reality of like, oh, I wish I could have saw that in a different execution yeah. Uh, yeah. from a production side of things. Uh, going while I'm yeah, still keep here, going. Yeah. I do want to talk about more breadcrumbs. You mentioned the geopolitical aspect of it. Yeah, sure. And sure. like the chairman mm -hmm. and like then there's like the two guys in suits that bring Sung Jin Woo with the mana reader. Yeah. So like... I really like that. I I really hope, like I mentioned, it's. I feel like a broken record, but because you know it's only three episodes in, I don't know what to expect. But I hope that they explore upon that more. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the second they walked in, I was like, "Ooh, okay, this is like <laughs> this is a little bit more than just like you know fighting goblins in a in a yeah. you know a stone wall dungeon." Mm -hmm. uh, and then also like, obviously the other S tier. Uh, hunters but the one that stood out to me was an incredible scene uh, key animated by Hirokatsu uh, Maruyama where the blonde S-rank hunter and speaking of the, the theme of self selflessness and selfishness uh, how that one uh, woman on the street citizen yeah. uh, gets her purse stolen and then this S-rank hunter like uh, the blonde hair and the pink hat like stops the motorcycle in this awesome animated sequence where she's like yeah. cartwheels around the motorcycle. I love shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so cool. But um, but then we see her like she gets overwhelmed and just like jumps out of there mm -hmm. um, from the attention. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I hope we see more of whoever she is, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and what's going on there just i also wanted to point that out because like i mentioned uh hirokatsu uh moriyama does incredible job with that scene so. mm -hmm. yeah yeah they um 
they do a good job of interweaving some of the geopolitical stuff. We we get introduced to the guilds, like we see that uh, the the fire guy from the first scene, like he tries to recruit her to his guild. Mm. We have the the tiger guy who's an S rank hunter, and he has a guild, and you know that just opens up a a, a whole new thing of like now there's like a guild type of system um, in in the hunter hunter world. Um, and yeah, I like that you brought that up. And yeah, there's a lot of mm. like fun to be had with 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 that aspect of it. Um, mm any any other takeaways from you for like the world of what they're setting up and um oh what was like oh i was gonna say something oh that's what mm. i wanted to say so the, the scene that you brought that up it's interesting because it's like these hunters are superhuman but they're confining themselves to only fighting in dungeons when mm. they could like help people so it's like selfishly yeah. they go into dungeons thinking they're helping people but there's real world issues that they could also help mm. with but they're only helping in the dungeons and they're getting money and fame like they're getting guilds they're getting power and you see her like she just helps someone on a motorbike and it's like really easy for her and of course the guy that can turn into a freaking tiger like yeah. he could probably stop bad guys or criminals really easily but you know does mm. he choose to do that or does he just fight the dungeon yeah. type of thing so that's another like yeah. good point to bring up on a small scene um yeah so mm. yeah, good good eye. <laughs> and now that you mentioned the guilds too i'm curious if we're gonna see and this is like my my brain now like spinning theories and, and what ifs yeah. curious if we're gonna see like politics between the guilds and like corruption here and there that would be so cool in right. my mind i think that'd be so intriguing uh if they do it if, if they don't do it um <laughs> I, I definitely but, do feel like there is a world of corruption though that they yeah. could play into now that we're seeing that in three episodes selfishness and self selflessness is mm -hmm. becoming such yeah. a already major thing yeah i don't know i feel like like the same thing with like like the sh the TV show like um the boys you know what I'm saying like you give yeah. somebody power like in that instance how mm. are they gonna use it you know what I'm yeah. saying right not even fully how are they gonna use it but like yeah no I guess how, like how are they gonna use it for themselves or for other people so exactly. I, don't know. I definitely yeah. I like that <laughs> you're <laughs> right. Right? if they play more of the corruption that would be really cool yeah that would be yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I guess any closing thoughts do you do you have any like big criticisms of the show it's only been three episodes um. For me, it's, you know, I wish episode one and two were combined into one for the premiere. I think there was sometimes way too much exposition um, for things happening. I wish they kind of just trusted the audience to understand what was going on. Um, and I think that, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but anything mm. for you guys, <laughs> anything for you guys that um, really stood out. I think that I don't, it's really tough to say, like I said, because we're only three episodes in. I feel like all anime that I've watched recently have already been going on or mm. have been a complete package to the point where I just like binge it, catch up. Uh, but with this, we're starting off fresh. We're starting off from the beginning. I'm almost like uh, having this uh, consumer uh, like media watcher whiplash because I'm so used to like getting a good season or two already there for me to watch mm -hmm. and then i'm already established into the world and like you know i binge watch it in like a week or maybe less i'm already boom in the world okay da, da, da. but this it's brand new to me uh it's going weekly so 
patience with it. Yeah, patience. now, so, yeah. So uh, I think uh, that's that's my fault. That's my no, fault. no. Um, I I need a I it's I need to now readjust because I haven't had a series like this in a while where it's brand new. Yeah, and then uh, so like I said, I can't really say much because because of that, I don't really know what to expect besides the theories that I've kind of uh, come up with here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be controversial. I'm the the art direction of this series because I know the like you mentioned the art in the Mamwa is super uh like praised mm-hmm. and I've seen panels it's beautiful. Uh, however, the art direction in this, I f- I I thought it was going to be going into this. I thought it was going to be a lot more stylized per mm-hmm. se. Yeah. Uh, so. But we'll see. We'll see. There's yeah. still so much more here. Uh, like we haven't got into, uh, you know, the future of what what it can be or what will it be. Mm-hmm. So, as of right now, though, um, I I like for example, like looking at Sung Jin Woo, I just see like, like when it comes to like the art design, the art design of everything, I just see like basic. Like yeah, isekai, isekai yeah. like pro tag, like mm-hmm. character design. Like he looks like Kirito from Sword Art Online. And maybe they're know, playing so. into it. True. Or maybe they're playing into that <laughs> that true. trope. <laughs> true, true. But I no, know, I, like, I do agree. Like you said, like you said off camera, like Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan. Like those shows mm-hmm. have definitely spoiled us with the quality. Yeah. Um. So I do agree. Like to a degree. Like I'm like, yeah. Like I wish this was just a bit more, more like interesting to look at. Like sometimes it could feel very flat, and then other yeah. scenes it's like, oh, yeah. this is really dynamic. So I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's uh, yeah. that's really my closing thoughts. Uh, yeah. What about you, Mike? Mikey. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm definitely I'm definitely intrigued so far what we have and to to see what's to come. Um, uh, again, being new to this, I'm I'm now realizing that with a lot of these um shows and movies in the anime um in the anime genre, I realized that uh there's probably a lot of these are are held down by seriously deep like thematic sort of yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm saying like i feel like in the three episodes that we talked about today like we talked we talked about some pretty heavy themes yeah. and so that alone is getting me really interested in watching other other things now yeah. um just because i really i think it's really cool when you can take like a cool sort of real life theme and apply it into this sort of world and these mm-hmm. worlds and these characters and so i appreciated what we've seen so far i'm very excited to see mm-hmm. um being a newcomer to this um uh and uh yeah uh i um i'm very curious when we're gonna get to see uh what was his what's his internet name the oh trip. song drip drip yes yes yeah <laughs> should <laughs> yes. be coming soon <laughs> yes yes i'm definitely waiting for that um but yeah now I'm, I'm i'm excited with what we've seen so far. nice sure. yeah no welcome mikey glad you're glad you're here for the the anime um and yeah hopefully it's opening a door for you to check out a lot more stuff um I love solo leveling. It's a really great story, but um, it's definitely one of the more simple ones. But I think even this conversation has elevated my view of the story of it. So I'm actually hoping that the anime continues to add on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my final thoughts on this, you know, you know, I like some of the additions that they made here, and I'm hoping that they do that more later on because I do feel, no spoilers, but 
in the story as a whole, there are some side characters that I feel are underwritten. They're mm. kind of sidelined, and I really hope that they add more to them. And these early scenes of them adding stuff, I think, is really important. And I hope they add um, a little bit more to the, like the lore of of the world as well. So um, I, that's what I'm looking forward to as someone who's who's read solo leveling. But um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun talking with you guys nice. about this. I don't know if how frequent we'll do these if we do week by week or two every two weeks, but you guys will know. Uh, we'll let you know. Um, and I'm excited again if you guys are just joining us we are the animation crew here at Cinema Wave we're talking all things animation elevating the genre of animation it's not just for kids it's a way to tell beautiful stories for adults kids everyone um, so we are actually going to be recording an episode in a couple days the best of animation yeah. in 2023 that I cannot wait to talk about TV shows movies everything so definitely keep a lookout um, if you've enjoyed this episode and yeah, so we're we're gonna be signing off. If you don't follow us already, follow us at Cinema Wave Media on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Threads, as well as at underscore Culture Wave Media, where you can find us on Instagram as well. So I'm one of your hosts signing off, Mark Yacobino. Thanks for watching, everyone. We have and I'm Vinny Albano signing off. Mikey Peniston signing off too. Awesome. Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs>